Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. I'm joined today by Leslie Carver of Carver Connections. And Leslie has a background in helping HR professionals and also CEOs of small businesses to develop really healthy work cultures. And I'm really interested in talking to this topic today, Leslie, because it's such a common problem that so many women find themselves in where they're just not being given their best opportunity to shine because of the environment they're in rather than anything they're doing, rather than you know their expertise lacking, their experience lacking. It's to do with this space that they're finding themselves in. And I'd be really interested to hear from you, Leslie, what you feel or what you see are the most difficult um, sort of issues for women working in these environments. Well, to start with, I think it's very frustrating because if you are in an environment uh, where you are either the only women or one of very few women, it's very difficult because men just don't see what you're seeing. They are used to doing things a certain way. um, And there's never been a need to challenge it and not in a negative way, but to even bring light to something. Um, So I think when a woman is in that situation and tries, you get very, very frustrated. Um, And then if you're like me, frustration can then lead to emotion. And that's the last label that a woman wants to be put on her in a workplace is, oh, she's emotional. Because then Mm -hmm. I think you're diminished almost um, even more. And ultimately that leads to you being held to a different standard, which we know is not fair and it's not right. And we need to do something about it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think that's the reality. I mean, this this whole thing with gender sort of bias and being unconsciously aware of what's going on. I think I can safely say that everybody is having a very different experience. You know, they go to work and the leaders are assuming that everybody's having this experience because yes. that's what they're having. Right. But the truth is, We're all having a different experience based on our background, based on how we sort of show up to work. Right. This is a fundamental problem because we can't know what we don't know. Right. And it's very difficult to really understand somebody's background unless you've really been through that. That and I I think you need to be intentional because too often, you know, we can be tunnel vision and just focus on whatever it is that we're going through. Um, And I heard someone recently say that the whole um, element of discussion, it can be lost sometimes again, because I think in a work environment, you're busy, you're up against a deadline, uh, you're trying to be productive, all of these expectations that are there, but we do need to step back just a little bit and ask ourselves, you know, do, can we learn something? And of course we can. And to ask each other questions in a safe environment. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I've seen there have been situations where women I've worked with have missed out on opportunities simply because they weren't made aware of them. They, they didn't. Oh, even, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's a very frustrating place to be. But, you know, the thing that you have to be very mindful of is this is going to happen. Right. And, 
you have to have these conversations regularly to make sure you're sort of top of mind that you're in the frame for, Mm -hmm. you know, this role or opportunity or whatever it might be. Um, So it's about you sort of being proactive and trying to overcome that unconscious awareness from your leader. Well, one thing um, that that I've seen a a lot from being um, in an HR background, so I've been in HR for over 25 years and so many conversations that happen are spontaneous. And I've seen many leaders, they don't mean, um, how do I want to say it, for the wrong thing to kind of happen. It's almost like a snowball. A little conversation happens. It puts an idea in someone's mind and then the snowball is going. And by the time the the leader, the manager, whatever comes to HR, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You've missed 10 steps in there where you you can't just promote someone. Let's, let's post a job. Let's communicate it. Have you talked with your team? But they're already so far down the road that mm-hmm. sometimes it's very hard to pull it back. And then women, or like you mentioned, anyone of uh, a minority situation goes, whoa, I, I didn't know that was even a possibility. So yeah. those discussions are so important. Yeah. And I don't think they have to be scary. And I think oftentimes when it's unfamiliar territory, or you're not confident speaking up for yourself, you, you, you don't know how to do it. So again, trying to navigate that is what I hope you and I can make a difference on um, today with our podcast. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, I think, you know, senior leadership are trying to do the right thing most of the time, right? They are yes. trying to solve a business problem as quickly as humanly possible. Absolutely. So it's like, who's the best person for this job? It might be somebody I know well, it might be somebody who looks exactly like me. Right, and they're trying right. to solve a business problem, you know, in their yes. mind. So it's, it's yes. doing the right thing. Yes. But by doing that, you're kind of missing out the nuances and the important nuances of, like you say, all the other opportunities, like, well, let's post this as a, you know, a right. job and let's actually see what's out there and just broaden our horizons a little bit. Yes. Well, one thing that I always found was very important is anytime, especially if it's an internal job posting. So you might say, oh, we, we have this project coming up or this new line that's being developed, whatever it is, this new opportunity. And you're right. You know, the, the strengths of people that are closest to you. And we talk about, you know, putting people in elements where they shine. So the person you may want for the position literally may be the best person for the position. But if you don't take the time to talk to other people, you are doing yourself a disservice by not knowing what they can bring to the table as well. They may have qualities, they may have strengths that if you don't sit down and talk, it's just, it's mind blowing. And I think so often in some roles, if a person is, is doing a great job in something, we can assume they're happy. And that may not be the case. They might be doing a great job because they're a great employee, but they're just desperately wanting yeah. to try something else and have a shot at something different. Yeah, absolutely. So what would your um, advice be, Leslie, to women out there who are finding themselves in a slightly challenging space or a very challenging space? Yeah. And they really want to thrive and they just, you know, they've got to kind of make a decision what they're going to do about that. What, what advice would you, would you give? Well, the first thing is what you just said, you've got to make a decision. And I think the first decision is, are you going to stay in that environment or are you going to go? I think the most misery happens when you sit and you stew over it every day, or you dread going in on Mondays and you're counting down the hours until Friday. That's not a life that anybody wants to live. And I, I don't think uh, anyone should live that. We, 
we were created to do so much more and we can have such a big impact that we need to make that first decision and say, is this where I'm going to stay? Or is it time for me to move on? And there's not a right or wrong answer. So I would never want to tell someone, you have to leave and find something else. Or, well, this is where you are and you need to make it work. You need to decide what's best for you. And what is best for you now may change a year from now. And that's okay. And whatever decision you make, you're not there forever. Yes, exactly. Nothing's forever. You know, you can make a decision today that changes everything forever. I mean, you know, exactly, exactly. Moments, you know, thought, isn't it? Yes, Um, yes. So then if you're going to stay, you know, if you're kind of in an environment where you are finding a bit of a struggle, you decide Mm -hmm. this is actually what I want to do. What would you suggest, you know, you do in that space to give yourself your best opportunity? Well, that's a a great thing to say, too, because if you are going to stay, you don't want to keep doing what it is that you've been doing, because I heard recently a definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. If you've been doing it for six months or a year and it's not changing, it's probably not going to change. So I recommend having some kind of plan of action. It doesn't have to be formal, but you need to know where you're going, kind of like if you're going on a road trip, it might be fun to hop in the car and just take off, but you might want to know what your destination is. And at least if you know you're going to the beach and you have a detour along the way, you know you're still going to go to the beach. And I think the same thing applies in our work environments. We need to know what our destination is. And also don't be afraid to talk with someone about coming up with that plan of action. I think sometimes when we give um, advice and encouragement, we put a lot on someone's shoulders. And I think a fresh perspective can be very helpful. So whether that is a mentor that you're working with, uh, whether that's a coach like yourself, someone who is far enough removed from a situation, but has a lot of great life experience, Mm. you could say two things that might open their eyes and go, oh, I didn't realize I had that. That's my destination. That's the action plan that I want. Because when you have that that action plan, um, it's going to help you make decisions along the way the way. And I think it's also important to have some kind of an exit strategy because that's empowering yourself. You're not saying I'm staying here forever. You're going to know, here's my action plan. This is where I want to go. And I might get that here, or I might have to exit here and go to a different place in order to reach my goal. But you've got to have that plan of attack. Yeah. In a kind of career coaching speak and career planning speak, I talk about pockets of opportunity and really understanding what this particular pocket of opportunity is here to give you, to teach you, um, you know, to help you stretch yourself, to help you broaden your experience or deepen your experience, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So I think it's about if you make that decision, then it's like, okay, here I am in this particular pocket of opportunity. And like you say, have an end plan so that, you know, the, the next opportunity is that you want, you know, what can I take from this opportunity to help me get to that next place? to kind of skill myself up or tool myself up or whatever it might be for you. Um, But it's kind of making the best of the moment, isn't it? Well, and I think with you calling it a pocket of opportunity, you're already reframing this negative situation. Your environment has not changed, but now you have, because you realize I have an opportunity here. I am the one that's in control of my behavior and what I'm going to do and the opportunities that I'm seeking. So Mm -hmm. even if there is that negative environment, now that's not impacting you quite as as hard as it was before Mm -hmm. because you have a direction that you're going. Yeah. 
And from an HR perspective, Leslie, you know, if a, if a woman is finding herself in a challenging environment, what should she do? You know, say she's being um, discriminated against. Say mm-hmm. she's being, um, you know, kept out of conversations. Say mm-hmm. she's just not finding out about these opportunities. Say there's mm-hmm. sexism, whatever it might be. What would your advice be to her from an HR perspective in terms of how she can manage that while she's still trying to make the best of the opportunity? Right. Because you also don't want to ignore something. So if you know you are deliberately being excluded from something, you know, we don't live in a poly in a world where we're saying, oh, it's okay. Things are going to work out. We do need to take some steps. So I would say the first thing is definitely to be proactive um, and, and do a little bit of research. The last thing you want to do is storm into an office and accuse someone of something. Um, you need to do a, a little bit of research. And if you have a relationship with your human resources representative of any kind, you could start there because um, oftentimes that conversation can be confidential and it would just be trying to learn a little bit more. And we're also assuming a little bit. Now, obviously, if you are being excluded from something, it's not that uh, you're imagining that you're excluded, you're absolutely feeling excluded. But I think the way and that we present that um, can be handled differently. And also I would tell someone, make sure you have facts. So it's very easy to fall into um, that that feeling or letting those feelings take over a little bit and say, oh, the door closed and he walked in and this is what they're talking about. We, We don't know that. But if you know, every time he goes in, you know, a position is, is, Uh, someone that's promoted and you're not able to be a part of that. Now you're seeing a pattern. And I think when you can address uh, a pattern, a situation versus addressing an individual that helps. And I think that gives you a lot more authority going in because now you're not the squeaky wheel saying, Oh, he's being mean to me. Instead you're saying, no, I, I think something is going on when I've tried to talk, when I've wanted to be a part of a conversation. An example I can give is lunches. Oftentimes I hear women say, well, the men go out to lunch or the men go and play golf and I'm not included in that. So my question would be, you know, we need to make sure that work conversations are not happening um, in the, on the golf course, in the restaurant. And and I actually, I recently talked with someone uh, who is um, a a leader in the uh, academic world. And she had made the comment of the conversations that happen in the men's restroom. And that thought had never occurred to me. And I thought, you know, you're in a meeting. Everyone is in this meeting together. Women are included. Men are included. And if you are the only woman or one of a few women and everyone takes a 15 minute break and they're hitting the restroom, the conversation might continue. So one thing that she did when they returned to the meeting was, so what did I miss in the restroom? Uh And I just thought that was brilliant. It was a fun way to share it. She wasn't being accusatory. She didn't assume their motive, you know, oh, they're having this conversation because they don't want me to hear it. She just knew naturally conversations continue. So she just very nicely said, so what did I miss? And they came to expect it. And I thought that was a wonderful solution. So maybe it's being a little creative like that. Yeah. Well, you can't sort of sit in one of the cubicles and listen in, can you, sir? That's (laughs) That's right. Next best option. Right, right. Or tell them to keep a live mic on or something. I don't know. <laughs> don't want to hear that. No. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of things. So um, 
what what would you say about trying to you know change the kind of culture like is it possible for you know a, a minority group mm-hmm. to change the culture and and if that is possible like you say that's an interesting example actually that is an interesting example because the the example you just shared of the lady you know saying what did i just miss and while you guys were in the restroom right an example actually of changing culture of of raising yeah. awareness of her challenge Right. Raising awareness in a very pleasant way about she's being excluded. Mm -hmm. And like you say, you can't know what you don't know. And they probably wouldn't even think about that as being a problem. But actually it is a problem. Yes. And I was going to say the answer that I would give you is the typical HR answer. It depends. (laughs) I think there are some environments and some cultures that, yes, you absolutely can impact and you can make a difference. The question is, how hard do you want to work at that? And is that at um, a, a, an organization that you want a future with? Um, and, and I've been in the situation where sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes the answer is no. But I think it depends on what you are getting out of it. Um, and and you, po- politics can be an example where if you asked me to go into politics and try to change a culture, I don't think I want to go into that at all. It doesn't matter what the topic is. That's just not something that I want to make a difference in. But if you ask me to go into an organization, if I know that leaders genuinely care, so this group of men that are going to the restroom and they go, oh my gosh, I never realized that we were talking and she doesn't get to hear any of that. I think when the the green light is kind of there and you know that they they want to make a difference then absolutely it can happen and i think that's so empowering because whether it is uh, a group of people with disabilities that's another group that i've been working with lately um that i've been seeing there are so many assumptions that we make or, or things have always been done this way and nobody takes a moment to stop and say Oh, I I didn't realize that. And another group I think of is uh, children in foster care. Um, I don't know what that's like in your area, but I know here in the States, uh, we have a lot of children that are in foster care and they're eventually aging out of the system. And now we have all of these young adults that are, are going to need, things have to change. They aren't going to be able to continue doing what they've been doing. So in an organization like that, I say, yes, we, we fight, we make a difference and we don't stop until we see change. So that was a long answer to the short answer of it depends. (laughs) I mean, I think it comes back to that thing that we were talking about right at the beginning, which is like, we are all having a very different experience of this world called work. Yes. Yes. I think, you know, one of the things that we all have to try and do is just be more mindful and more purposeful about right. what other people are experiencing. We can never really fully understand their experience, but we can certainly be open to listening mm-hmm. to it and trying yes. to understand it and trying to find solutions to make everyone feel included, whatever their background. Right. And I think we have to be intentional about that and almost ask ourselves if the little things, um, whether it's we are having a connection with someone because we realize we come from the same industry or we have the same hobbies in mind or our children are of similar ages. We instantly bond with people because I think as humans, 
That's what we're created to do. We crave those relationships. And, and I think our mind and our hearts are always looking for ways to connect. Mm. Um, so I think we have to just be very intentional about saying, how do I connect with someone that may be a little different than me? Yeah. And if you are fortunate to be in that leadership position, I think it's so exciting because again, you could bring value to an organization. You could bring value to a person who may not even know that they are doing the same thing. You know, this doesn't happen just at a leadership level. It can happen and it can happen within a team environment or a store. It can be a very small thing or a family environment. So we have to be intentional about growing um, and opening our eyes and listening. Oh, we, if we could listen, like the old saying goes, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. (laughs) We need to do that. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Leslie, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about this topic. Um, Listeners, if you would like to connect with Leslie more deeply, then she has um, given us a connection to um, her free report, which she calls a recipe for employee retention. And I'm going to make sure that that's available to you in the show notes. I would also like to say, if you are looking for a supportive community to help you in your career, to help you move forward in your career, where you have a whole heap of beautiful professional women just like you who are looking to support one another and make a difference in their careers, then I'd love to invite you to join our free and private Facebook group. I will put a link to that inside the show notes too. It's called Career Success for Ambitious Women. I would love you to join. We have all sorts of fun in that group. Share inspiration, share articles, share frustrations, and give ideas also and advice to each other on how to solve our career challenges. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Leslie, very much. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it very much. And I'll see you again soon.